0: Welcome to the Strategic Investor. Join us as we interview some of the world's most productive asset managers and uncover sophisticated and unique investment strategies in the markets. Here is your host, Charlie Wright.
1: Hello and welcome to Strategic Investor Radio on OC Talk Radio, where we bring you investment strategies you are not hearing elsewhere. We'd like to welcome today for the very first time, Dr. Ian Dogen, founder and publisher of Insider Monkey. And yes, Paul, that is Monkey, M-O-N-K-E-Y. It's a newsletter focused on the investment positions of hedge funds and insider trading of those funds. And Dr. Ian speaks to us from their headquarters in New York City. Ian, welcome to Strategic Investor Radio. Hi, Charlie. Hi, Paul. Ian, great to have you. You have a PhD in financial economics, University of Buffalo, so you certainly know cold weather. You focus on quantitative stock research, and uh, you started this service in 2012, and it's all about insider trading and hedge fund holdings. So give us a brief background.
0: Let's start with a background of yours, Ian. Okay, so I, I got my PhD in financial economics and my specialization was insider trading. This was back in 2003. And I really, you know, came up with a very promising uh, strategy to pick stocks based on, you know, insider trading signals. Uh, so we decided, you know, to launch our own small fund or small shop, uh, you may call and start managing money for other people rather than, you know, publishing and then getting an academic job. I decided to go with, uh, uh, setting up a small, small fund. So our initial okay. client was a, our initial client was a Canadian bank and they gave us $3 million and we started investing this, three, uh, this money at the beginning of 2004. And within five months, the strategy was up 20%. The market was up 9%. So we were beating the market. Within two months, the market went down back to 1% up. So it was, you know, pretty much flat. And our strategy was up 9%. So we were still beating the market by eight percentage points in six months, which is, which is a very good performance, you know, in my opinion. But the client wasn't happy because our returns, you know, went down from 20% back to 9%. So they were like, they were in a panic. I was like, what's going on? You know, you're buying stocks. <laughs> stocks go up. They go down. You know, if on average you are beating the market by, you know, reasonable margin, you're a good money manager. It's a good strategy. They weren't happy. They asked us, you know, find a way so that we make money all the time. We don't like yeah. money. We tried, but uh,
1: we weren't successful. So, so client expectations, uh, you have the same issue that many of us have here. Right. Now, a, a quick question here, Ian, but before we continue, on insider trading. Mark Cuban uh, of, uh, what's the NBA for? Uh, the team Dallas he, Mavericks. Yeah, the Dallas Mavericks. He, he got, I, I I remember a few years ago, he got uh, hammered while he, he was taken to court uh for mm-hmm. insider trading and uh, he challenged it and he won uh right. but he I, I read where he claims that the the SEC really does not have a definition of insider trading and uh, it's just
0: kind of squishy so so tell us about that the the law doesn't define insider trading so that's what what they do is based on uh, case history okay the past case insider trading cases they decide new cases and Mark Cuban challenged the the SEC's point of view because you know he had he doesn't have much to lose. He's a billionaire, so he doesn't want you know. And yeah. he likes publicity, so he challenged the SEC and he won in court. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, you know, then, as long as insider trading is really you know you are in possession of material non-public information. And that you obtain this information by being an insider of the company. Or you're you are a consultant to the company, you're working for the company, and then you use this information uh, to trade stocks or options. In these, these days, most people use options because the returns are much bigger. If you profit from it, then the SEC comes knocking your door and asks you, uh, why did you buy this company right before this important announcement? So that's basically the bread and butter cases for the SEC, SEC.
1: Okay. And Martha Stewart is famous for that as well as-, as Right. Others Martha
0: Stewart went to jail because of lying, not because of insider trading. Because, you know, she's not really an insider. And Mark Cuban wasn't really an insider. He wasn't working for the company. He wasn't receiving money from the company, right? The company called Mark Cuban up and then gave him some information. and. Mark traded on it. It's not his fault that the company gave him information. He had no fiduciary duty to keep that information private. That so that was the case. He said, I'm not an insider, you know, I'm not receiving money from the company. They called me up, asked me, you know, we are in trouble, we want we need to raise more money. Then he said, I'm not giving you any money, and then I'm gonna sell my shares and i think he was right
1: in that case so yeah well we appreciate that input uh mm-hmm. and insight m- most of us uh, don't have that level so tell us about insider monkey newsletter and what it is you do and and you know h- how is it that you propose or would like to uh, create profits
0: from insider trading so insider trading is profitable because if you want to beat the market or beat other investors in the investing game. There are two main ways of doing this. One is you need to have better information than the person who is selling you the shares that you are buying. Okay. That's, that's the first way. And that's, that's what insider trading is really. You know, insiders have better information than anybody else, right? In most cases. Okay. So that's how insiders are able to outperform the markets. On average, they cannot, they still cannot, you know, time the market perfectly in general. So, you know, one month, two months, five months, six months, 12 months, sometimes insiders underperform the market for a very long period of time. But on average, they outperform. Okay. So that's, that's, that's the first way of outperforming the market. The second way of outperforming the market is uh, having a longer investment horizon than most investors do. Okay, so, and,
1: and how is it that you are able to find the information that is helpful, to, you know, who who is selling and how much, and that that's helpful to a potential investor who, who doesn't know anybody in this company? Let's
0: say it's Tesla or IBM or mm-hmm. Walmart, whoever it is. We have a lot of regulations in this country when it comes to investing. In most cases, these regulations are, you know, really annoying especially for the companies or big investors. But for us, these regulations provide a unique opportunity. Okay. One is corporate insiders have to disclose their transactions within 48 hours. Okay. So if you are the CEO of a company, you decide to buy your company's shares in the open market. You have to disclose your transaction within 48 hours. So that means everybody knows that you're buying your company's shares. Okay? We use those SEC filings to know which companies or to to identify which companies insiders are buying right now. And how do you get that information? You can just get it from SEC's website. There's like a page for it and then constantly updates. Uh, And if you have good computer programming skills, you can just you know process that uh, data automatically and then at the end of the day or anytime in real time you can find out which companies are bought by insiders you can also go to our website insidermonkey.com and then that information is available free of charge how current is that information is it 90 days late
1: is it you know no no no
0: insider trading data is the most you know 48 hours
1: okay so so it's current uh, according right. to their the, their report here
0: there's a second there's a second source of information which is also very useful. There's another set of insiders and those are the investment industry insiders or uh, people call them hedge funds. Okay? Hedge funds okay. have access to enormous resources, okay? They hire the best, you know, best students, best experts in the field. They have access to data sources that, you know, we don't know about they pay you know good money for those data sources and then at the end of the day they decide to buy or sell a certain stock so regulations require these hedge funds to disclose their holdings end of quarter holdings within 45 days to the sec these filings are called 13f filings so that means if you go to sec's website and download the 13f uh filings you can find out what warren buffett is buying what george soros is buying what david tepper is buying so all the famous hedge fund managers you can find out what which stocks they are buying and which stocks they are selling you get to see how much uh each stock is worth in their portfolios so you 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 get to see very detailed view of their entire portfolio basically entire u.s portfolio okay And that's That's basically. That that uh, information is very useful to us because, you know, I, I don't have 10,000, you know, analysts working for me, but I have these hedge funds and they disclose which stocks they're buying and selling. And by using quantitative tools, um, or algorithms, I can identify the most promising stocks among the, you know, hedge fund universe. And then I do my own due diligence on those stocks and then decide which stocks are the best ones to buy and sell.
1: Okay. And that's a separate endeavor, really, from uh, uh,
0: the insider trading aspect of the information right, but, gathering. Great. But in, in, in a lot of cases, these hedge fund managers own more than for 10% of a company, or they have a board seat on a company, which means that they are the insiders of those companies as well. Okay. Okay. So, so they can well be connected here. Right. They're insiders actually. So, in, yeah. in most cases, especially big fund managers, you know, they own large chunks of you know individual companies, especially small cap companies, and they become insiders of those companies. You know, you cannot buy ten percent of Apple easily. You need know, two hundred billion dollars for that, so you can't be an Apple right. insider. Uh, but a billion dollar company, if you spend hundred million dollars. You become an insider of that company
1: and uh, and and tell us how do you suggest or uh, recommend that people use the insider trading information of a company? out uh, gotten buy it uh, Does it have to reach a certain threshold? Uh, how do you recommend people process that information together obviously with Fundamentals and technical analysis, or whatever systems uh, mm-hmm. or indicators somebody uses, uh, how do you factor in the use of that insider information
0: uh, bias? Okay, let me let me tell you a story. Uh, th- this this is an insider trading story as well. So, October there was a company called Aptivo Therapeutics. Its the ticker yep. symbol is APVO. And this was a thirty million dollar market cap stock at the end of October. Very small company. Never heard of it before. And this company released a uh, published a press press release saying that they, you know, they're working on a phase one study on a on a promising drug for cancer treatment. And they said one of the patients who are participating in their trial had a complete remission. Okay, so good news for the drug therapy. And then a few a few days after that, they released another uh, press release and saying that a second patient uh, had a complete remission. It's good news about their drug. And keep in mind that this is a $30 million company. It's market cap. So if you have $30 million, you can just go to the market and then start buying this company and then own the whole thing. And guess what happened? One hedge fund manager named Kevin Tang, founder of Tang Capital Management, after the first press release, he went to the open market and started buying Optivo's shares aggressively. The shares were below $10. They were like $7 or so at the end of October. He started buying them, and then shares started going up. First $10, 15, 18, 20, 25, 30 dollars. And in a very short period of time, this guy purchased 40 percent of Aptivo's outstanding shares Forty percent. That's like crazy. Yeah. He, became an, he became the company's insider. And then as soon as you know, he be, he, as soon as he became an insider, he has 48 hours. He has 48 hours and after that, he has to disclose to the market that he's buying this company's shares. So he had like very short period of time to buy these shares, but he was able to buy 40% of the outstanding shares. You know, people saw the stock price double, triple. And then they're like, Oh, you know, some idiot is buying. Let me sell my shares. So this guy bought was shares all the way up to. I think, 35 or $40. Okay. And then, now that the regulations kick in, so he disclosed his purchases, and then he made an offer to the company to buy the entire company for $50 a share. Okay, keep in mind that, look, 10 days earlier, this company was a $30 million market cap company trading for $7. Right. And he's offering $50 per share uh, and trying to buy the entire company. Okay? The reason is, you know, he has better information than everybody else. Right? Even the management of the company. He saw the opportunity and he took advantage of it. You know what's interesting though? As soon as the management found out that Kevin Tang is trying to steal the company for $50 a share. Uh, They passed a resolution saying that, you know, no single shareholder can own more than 10% of the company. Otherwise, we would dilute their holdings by issuing shares to the remaining shareholders. So this is called a poison pill. The management implements poison pills when somebody is trying to uh, steal their company, you know, at a you know at a cheap price basically. So after they passed this resolution, Kevin Tank can't buy any more shares. He's his you know he bought 1.8 million shares, and that's that's all his holdings. He cannot buy any more shares unless he makes an agreement with the management to buy the entire company. And the management doesn't want to sell the company because they think the company is worth more than fifty fifty dollars a share. Okay, so so this is a very interesting
1: story, don't you think? Yeah, it is. Uh, that's interesting. And out of curiosity, what's the price
0: today? That's, that's a very good question. Today, the price is only $26. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the best laid plans of mice and men here. <laughs> right. So right, right now, actually, I allocated 1% of my personal portfolio to Optivo, okay, because it... Uh-huh it offers an upside potential of nearly 100% at this price because I, I believe that Ke- what Kevin Tang did was he nominated himself to the company's board and then uh, sometime this year when the company has its board meeting, he's going to get elected to the company's board and then now he's going to take control of the company, right? And yeah. then he's going to put the company on sale there might be other bidders. There may not be other bidders. There, there will definitely be some lawsuits, but eventually Kevin Tang is going to be able to buy this company. And since he already owns 40% of the company, I think he's very committed to buy this company at $50 a share. So that's why I think he's going to, he's going to buy it at $50 a share at some point, maybe this year, maybe next year. So that's, that's the second part of the story, the long game. I'm very patient. I can wait a year. I can wait two years. I can wait three years because I know that at the end of this one year or three years, whatever it is, I'll be doubling my money. And I know that the stock market is not going to, the S&P 500 index is not going to be at 8,000 level in three years. That's how it's I beat bad. the market. That's how I use inside, insider trading, inside information. And that's how I beat the market. And. Interestingly, the market provides these opportunities, you know, for small investors. Like, you know, you cannot, you know, you cannot invest $200 million into Activo because its market cap right now is only $117 million. You have a PhD. You've been
1: involved in investing for some decades here. What's the best advice
0: you've ever heard or received about investing? The best advice in uh, investing is, I think, Is you have to let your winners run. Let your winners run. Okay. Because putting together a winning portfolio is similar to putting together a winning sports team. Okay. If you have Michael Jordan in your basketball team and you won the NBA championship, or you have Tom Brady as your quarterback and you won the Super Bowl, you won't say, you know, let me get rid of him in case he might, you know, lose his edge and become an average, you know, player. (laughs) Yeah. When you find a winner, you know, you hold on to that and uh, you let it carry you forward. Okay. So, so that's why I'm trying to, in our in our monthly newsletter, what we do is I'm trying to identify long-term winners and I don't, I don't sell them because if Mm -hmm. if a company shows me that it can outperform the market by five, 10, 15 percentage points a year, I don't want to sell that stock. Yeah, I'm not, you know, blame I, you. I, I'm not just, you know, content with outperforming the market by 20 percentage points in one year. I, I want that to happen every single year.
1: So, uh, so that's Ian, why when uh, I
0: find a good company, I'd like, to, okay. I'd like to not sell it. That's
1: excellent advice. We appreciate that. And that is not something we've heard much when we've asked uh, other guests that. So we really appreciate that input. Uh what book on investing would you recommend for
0: our listeners? Okay, that's that's an easy one actually. There's Joel Greenblatt. He's a hedge fund manager. Yeah, yeah, we know Joel. And his his book his book is You Can Be a Stock Market Genius. Okay, it's an it's an amazing book that shows you how hedge funds were making money 25 years ago. Okay? You can still implement similar strategies today and You know, make money here and there. It's not as easy as it was 25 years ago. Okay. But still, that's a very good book if you want to learn about investing. Um, I appreciate that. I've read that's a a very good book book. by him. But if if you really want to learn about investing today, then what you need to do is you need to read H1 investor letters. Okay. And we publish. Hundreds of them on our website every quarter. H1 investor letters, in each letter they share their macro views, they share one or two of their top ideas, and you can read through them, try to understand you know, how they think about those individual stocks, how they think about the markets. It's very, very educational. Great recommendation, Ian. We really appreciate that here.
1: So, for those who would like to know more about Insider Monkey, where can they go? What
0: can they do? It's a website. It's insidermonkey.com. So, all you need to do is open, open a browser and type in insidermonkey.com and start browsing. Okay. And uh, they have uh, questions.
1: Is there uh, uh, an email address that they could send to somebody?
0: Yeah. What, what we have is I, I really recommend our daily newsletter. It's, it's free. On our homepage, on the right column, there is a box where they can enter their email address, and then they can subscribe to our daily newsletter. And in that daily newsletter, they'll get the best articles that we publish that day, and they're mostly from you know hedge fund investor letters, uh, excerpts from hedge fund investor letters, or or our top ten stock articles, uh, that sort of content. Okay, appreciate that. And then and, we also have an education center on our website. It's called uh, H1 Education Center and Insider Trading Education Center. So when they read those sections, they'll you know find the answers to most of their questions. Okay, and if okay. they don't if they don't find the answer to um, a question that they don't have, they can just send us an email, and we'll usually respond to emails within 24 hours. they are much better than Google. No? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No question about it.
1: And I have uh, seen that education uh, center. It is thorough and complete. And I have read uh, many things uh, by the hedge fund managers in their, uh, in their newsletters here. And uh, much of it is well over my pay grade. But it is uh, very interesting to get their take on what is going on here.
0: Mm-hmm. So how about final words for our listeners here, Ian? The final words are... The best investment uh, one can make is an investment in yourself. So they need to read about investing. They need to improve their skills. They don't have to rush through it. They have to be patient, really. You know, patient investors, they are the winners in the long, in the long run. Uh, great point. Great point. And I've heard uh, Warren Buffett say
1: something very, very similar uh, more than once. So right, uh, you're going right. to be a company there and no question about it. Uh, we need to carry our own weight in many ways there and our own education uh, mm-hmm. is certainly critical there. So, Ian, thank you very much for being with us uh, here today. And our best wishes to you and Insider Monkey uh, looking at hedge fund positions and insider trading. And we hope that things continue to go well for you and Insider Monkey. And thank you again for being with us here today. Thanks for having me, Charlie. Thank you. Again, we've been talking with uh, Dr. Ian Dogan, founder and publisher of Insider Monkey. You've been listening to Strategic Investor Radio on OC Talk Radio. We'd love to hear from you and welcome your comments at info at com. and remind you that you can access all of our previous interviews and shows at strategicinvestorradio.com. I'm Charlie Wright, wishing you an enjoyable week and productive investing